Hello everyone, this is Steven for memeandmeaning.com, which will soon no longer be called that. <laughs> um, I'm going to be merging my music project with this, uh, and so we'll see how that goes, right? But in this episode, sort of building upon the last thing I released, we'll be discussing questions. Uh, for those facing death, meaning questions for you to ask the people in your life who are soon to pass, or honestly anyone, because <laughs> you know, any it could be soon for anyone. And this is building off the uh, something I've thought about for a long time, but my mom, as I said in the last episode, had a stroke. Um, almost a week ago and she's doing better. She's shown signs of improvement. She's still in the hospital. She's out of the ICU. Um, she's mostly there. Her left hand motor control isn't up to par yet, but uh, it's promising. So thank God for that. But This is an interesting one because uh, what I'm going to share are things that I haven't exactly done yet. Like, I still haven't asked her these questions, despite telling her, like, when I first showed up in the R, um, you know, there's so much I wanted to talk about before any of this happened. And this is what I meant. And I feel like I shouldn't stress her out, or I feel like I... Uh, For some reason, you need to wait when we're alone together, or even just with my father. But the point is, is that uh, there isn't a lot of time for you to wait to do this kind of thing, to ask these questions that I will be discussing. Nothing's a guarantee. No one has a set amount of time. So I don't know if I'll go through all these, but, um, you know, this is, these questions, the intention and the purpose behind them is to connect with the person on a very intimate level. Because just so much of the time is spent on idle talk and bullshit. It's such a waste. Such a waste. So some of these are kind of specific to moms, I guess. <laughs> and this is by no means a comprehensive list, but um, I'll be adding to it over time. And the list will be on the site. <clears throat> so... Um, the first one is just how many times have you been in love and who were those people? This is an interesting question. It's, it's not one that I feel specifically, um, or I don't feel like it's the most important one on here, but it's, it's interesting because I think, you know, for most people, relationships are kind of the highlight of their life. Um, 
if they don't think so, well, they <laughs> certainly act like it. But for a parent specifically, it's interesting to see like the people that they spent a substantial amount of their time with or just the most meaningful time with that, you know, were before you or you never knew about. And it can shine insight just into that person's character itself. Another one of these is, how did you feel when you realized you were pregnant with me? Now, if you're talking to a friend, <laughs> this, isn't, uh, this isn't applicable. But to a parent, um, and mostly a mom, you know, reactions for this kind of thing can be very mixed. And as it should, honestly, because having a kid's a big decision, it's a big event, and it's a big... Uh, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also a big opportunity cost. You know, there could be a lot of pent up emotions around maybe some sort of rejection or resentment that your mother or father held to the fact that their quote unquote freedom in life was cut off by having a child. Because most kids are had by accident. <laughs> but then again, many, many parents wanted kids and it was the most uh, exciting thing to hear. But again, if this is your parent, it's, I feel like it's valuable to know, regardless of the answer. And if there is a, something that needs to be processed and worked through in the advent of that answer, you know, then it's time to do it. Like, all of this, again, is an effort to sort of learn more about this person, connect with them on a deeper level, but also process whatever you, emotions you need to, whatever they need to. So, like, if they die in a month and you didn't talk to them since then, that you could still die with peace or they could still, like... The whole process could be done with peace, knowing that, you know, you got everything you needed to say. That you told them everything you needed to tell them, you found out what you needed, what you wanted to find it, find out. Maybe that's not everything, but I think the most important thing with that is that you told them what you needed to tell them. If you can cry together, <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful thing. What did you want to do with your life when you were younger, when you were my age? I feel like for many people who ask this question and who get answers, the, you know, there's a, I mean, I'm, Sorry. When, for people who ask this question, I feel like there's probably a lot of, uh, there may be a lot of regret associated with the person who answers it. I mean, they sort of settled for what they settled on. That they didn't pursue 
what they actually wanted, whatever their dreams actually were. But then again, maybe they weren't actually, it wasn't actually what they wanted. They were just young and they didn't know. And, you know, it was something they uh, were interested in at best. Maybe your mom wanted to be a writer or she wanted to be a dancer or she wanted to um, be a nurse for the disadvantaged. Anything, literally, but it's important to ask this and see the answer because if you were young, or even if you're not young, if you're, if you're 40 and your parents dying at 60 or 70 or whatever, um, this is still valuable because you know they have a number of years on you. And if you could see that someone did or didn't do what they wanted, and you see within yourself that you're either doing or not doing what you want, that gives a sort of a backdrop of what's at stake and where you can end up. And it's totally invaluable. Um, Whichever way it goes, it's just invaluable. Next one is what have been the happiest or the five happiest moments in your life? Now you could just say like what when were the moments where you were happiest in life, but that could be kind of vague and people can kind of be wishy-washy with that. So I feel like it's important to put a number on it so that they really sort of narrow down, you know, the most important, the, the moments that actually made them the most happiest. And that can give a lot of reflective insight for the person answering it. Because uh, they get to see what actually was most valuable to them. What produced the greatest results in terms of fulfillment. What do you love about yourself? Unfortunately, this is a this is a hard one for most people to answer, and I would suspect that for whoever you're asking it to, you know, it's a very uncomfortable question at first, because as soon as you ask someone what they love about themselves, or you ask yourself what you love about yourself, uh, a voice turns on and sort of points out all the flaws that you have. That's a sad thing for a person to uh, to go through at the end of their life. At least in my opinion, because it shows that they never worked through those things. And if you didn't work through them, you just stayed at the surface. It's like there's no other option. Like if you didn't find peace within yourself, you didn't find peace. <laughs> it's like that's, that's, that's the point. And... Uh, you probably did a lot of things to avoid doing that or just not to be aware of it. I've certainly been there. And I see that my parents do that.
And, you know, there's no better time than <laughs> right now to do that. Even if you are, even if the person is leaving this life or may leave this life. It's like, uh, fuck, when I think of my own death, I, the thing I most want is to be absolutely present for it. At peace with who I am and what I've done. And just completely there for the moment and the end and the transition. And all the, uh, the wonder and the beauty inherent to that moment. That's what I want, at least. <laughs> um, next one is, what did you love doing that you were no longer doing? It sort of ties back into uh, what did you want to do when you were my age? But what did you love doing that you were no longer doing? And it sort of put, puts more perspective on their situation and the choices they've made and hopefully gives them a chance to see something and if they have more time, act on it to do those things that brought them a lot of joy. Maybe they quit playing the piano or they stopped drawing or they stopped just going on walks. Maybe they stopped calling their childhood best friend. Maybe they Maybe they quit reading and instead just started watching TV or drinking or, you know, anything else that could sort of be swapped out. Next one is, what is your favorite memory of us? Questions like these are really, you know, they come to the heart of your, of your relationship to that person. And... Uh, <laughs> This is where the emotions really start flying, but you also see the love that's between you and that other person. Hopefully, right? You know, I guess I'm sort of assuming that you have a decent relationship with this person. And if you don't, well, you know, these can help. Because, for example, if you have a shitty relationship with your father and he's in his last couple days or hours even, you know, what better do you have to do than uh, sort that out so he can go with peace and you can experience it with peace. Like face the emotions. <laughs> In some sense, there's just feelings. It's like, but of course there's like, everything you do is coming down to emotions. They're fantastic. What else would you want? <laughs> Everything you want is just to feel a certain way. I don't care what it is. What do you hate more than anything? This could be a really interesting one. It can go a lot of ways. Maybe they really hate <laughs> politics. 
Maybe they hate uh, people not showing up on time. Those are sort of just pet peeves. And maybe it also, and maybe the question also needs to be needs to be more specific, such that what do they hate more than anything about the choices they've made? I guess that's just sort of asking about regrets, but. Some of these need to be tailored to you and to your situation and to that person. What does vulnerability mean to you? This is an interesting one, especially if, you know, if the person has a terribly difficult time dealing with emotions. Like, like I remember my... Uh, my grandma called me so I could give her an update about the state of my mom. And I basically had ditched class to go home and just cry and have a, <laughs> a breakdown around the whole situation. And she called and I answered and I was like, she's asking how I was doing like or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, this is hard and starting to cry. And she basically got really uncomfortable and she said, oh, I'll just call your dad. And I, <laughs> I don't get angry easily, but I got so pissed off. Because here's a woman who's over 85, has no ability to deal with difficult conversations, emotions, or situations. And that's part of the reason her and my mom don't have a good relationship. And they're not close and they don't talk. And why my mom would want to tell her that she had a stroke and could possibly die. Like the whole thing's fucked up. And it... <laughs> And I don't, I don't want to just talk about myself, but what does vulnerability mean to you? And if that person can't deal with their emotions, this is going to be a hard one for them. And they're probably going to start realizing that it's a hard one for them and that they're deficient in this area of capability. Then again, if this person has done some inner work and, you know, has deeper things on their mind. Likely they'll say something like, well, <laughs> you know, being emotionally vulnerable or just vulnerable in any capacity is difficult. But uh, there's no greater state to connect from. There's no greater tool to connect with And, you know, maybe they'll go on to discuss times where they had been vulnerable. And obviously this whole conversation you're having with them, if you're asking them questions like these, it's a vulnerable situation. And, you know, that person really has to let their guard down to answer these fully, which is what you want. <laughs> Same for you. None of this can be faked. None of it can be bullshitted. And yeah. Next one. What are you most proud of in your life thus far? 
And just in doing this, and you probably can as well, just notice that there's a double theme to whatever person comes up to mind in relation to asking these questions. Like you, likely you either expect a uh, an answer from a state of disappointment or an answer from a subtle peace. So if that person considers what they're most proud of in their life, you know, if it's your parent, maybe it's you. <laughs> um, and if it's a friend, maybe it's your relationship or it's the things they've created or the work they've done or the people they've helped. I guarantee it's it's going to be something like that. It's not going to be uh, all the people I've had sex with or all the um, all the shitty food I ate. People realize that on a uh, they realize what matters in the most existentially pressing moments. And it's pretty universal <laughs> in terms of humans, you know what I mean? Like it's universal across the human condition to value certain things in the final moments. You know, unless if you're of course just totally ideologically possessed by some uh, belief system. Next one is, what do you regret most in life? And this is one of the harder ones, obviously. Um, this is an important one to ask yourself. All these are important to ask yourself, but this one especially... Because you don't have an adequate perspective on your life when you don't reflect in this way. And likely the person you're asking these to doesn't reflect in this way because most people don't. <laughs> and maybe it's important to express to them like, look, I get a feeling that your life isn't all you've wanted it to be. And I've done a lot of thinking and I've done a lot of uh, introspection over time. And I've come to realize that we have to ask ourselves the deeper questions if we want anything besides... <laughs> Depression, really. You know, maybe you have to express that to them. And if they didn't have the strength to own up to that or the awareness to realize that, then maybe you can be there for them in that way. And if they're not in their final moments of life, maybe you're just asking your um, you're asking someone this and they're not in jeopardy of dying within the next however set amount of time. Um, 
They could totally react. They could totally react negatively to this. Um, and they could get very bitter. They could get very, maybe, uh, maybe very aggressive in terms of like, well, who are you <laughs> to ask me these, these questions? And that's just a sign that there's a lot coming up for them that they don't want to deal with. But regret's a damn th- hard thing to uh, to have with you in your final moments. Which you will if you don't do this. <laughs> if you don't address them. And so if you never resolved, like if that person never resolved their relationship with so-and-so, or they never did the work that they wanted to do, or they never were the parent that they wanted to be. Well, that's going to weigh heavily on them. But the only way you can start to uh, remedy that is by bringing it out in the open and fleshing it out for what it is. You have to know where you are. You have to know where you have to go at least somewhat. (laughs) Like for my mom, just as an example, this whole thing with her family, I just would imagine is is probably that biggest sticking point of what what a biggest regret would look like. Family is a, uh, a big thing for most people. And you know, there's time to remedy anything. Well, maybe not everything. But there's time to acknowledge it and come to peace if it can't be remedied in terms of maybe, like maybe your parent died. And you never resolve that. And obviously you can't resolve that. But can you dig down inside yourself and sort of work that conversation out or set out the intention and um, resolve it with life? And so you have to think about what you really regret Maybe you can share that with the person to let down your guard uh, explicitly and show them, like, look, this is okay to, <laughs> to reveal. Um, I'm here right with you. Like, my intentions are sincere, and I want us both to really connect with one another. I want us both to be at peace with this whole thing. Next one is, what have you struggled with your whole life? Likely this will probably be something where the person hasn't been able to accept or integrate or transcend some aspect of their character. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a lack of self-acceptance. 
Maybe it's a rejection of some memory or past trauma. Maybe it's a inability to accept certain limits that they have or certain perceived limits that they have. One of the biggest ones for people is just like, we've all always struggled with the incessant need to be accepted by other people, or at least not be negatively judged by other people. Like everyone goes through that, it's a natural thing. And maybe it's best to reorganize these questions to start with some um, simpler ones, like these ones where how many times have you been in love? And then we'll work into the more emotionally challenging ones and then end with the positive ones. You know, it depends how you want to structure it, but... Yeah. Next one is, where do you find peace? And then how can I help you find more? The truth is really that, though, you know, it's only through this process of digging out uh, digging out emotional baggage they've carried for however long and uh, bring it all out, shining a light in their closet. That's, that's where peace comes in. You know, doing the things you love, that's where peace comes in. But don't let them misinterpret that into just uh, stopping the conversation or being quiet with each other. That's fine after you do something like this. But too often it's co-opted to uh, to use it as a diversion and a way to avoid these difficult conversations and these difficult moments of reflection. And then if you can and you want to, like have, find a way to reinforce that path towards greater peace for them. Maybe they find that in their religion or their belief system or they find that within just holding your hand or anything. Likely it's something very simple. And if it's something very simple, uh, likely you can do something. How do you think about death? Yeah, it could be a very challenging thing. <laughs> Maybe it's always just a totally challenging thing to consider your own death. And if that person doesn't think about these things, you know, they can really start to lock up.
you know, and some people you may try to have these, you may try to ask these questions too. They just may not be able to do it. Unfortunately, that's the case for some people that just won't be able to face these emotions. They won't want to, and they'll they'll tense up and they'll shut up, <laughs> and they'll tell you to shut up. And you can't really do anything about that. In that case, you just have to sort of resolve within yourself that you did your best. You know, you tried and you set that intention and you always were available for that. But how does that person think about death? You know, if, if they are open to this and they are doing this with you, how do they think about death? Now, especially in the moment where it may be coming very soon. Maybe how does their religion or beliefs influence how they think about death? And then maybe ask them, like, well, can you appreciate that? It's an utter mystery. <laughs> you or I have never uh, been beyond the pale and There's a certain openness that comes with just not projecting anything upon the upon the moment. And at a certain point in asking these questions, the person will come to an acceptance of their situation likely. Again, if they are passing away. They'll come to a certain acceptance and they'll, it's like this shell they've been wearing will just fall off. And they can really be there with you and they can really answer this and they can give all they can to you so that you don't make the same mistakes they did. It's a beautiful thing because in that moment that person really grew, that person really, um, shed the thing that they probably have struggled with their whole life. Again, back to that question. There's very few other practices other than like, there's very few practices that are uh, more important than considering one's own death. And in that, a uh, greater humility and groundedness comes. And in that way of asking that, if that person doesn't ask that themselves, you can, uh, you can really provide them with a gift. And in return with what they can provide you is uh, some advice that you would have to learn <laughs> yourself the hard way over who knows how many years. Maybe you'll still have to, but to move in the right direction. What one thing changed your life the most? Maybe that's a marriage, maybe that's a divorce, <laughs> maybe that's a, you know, having a child. Maybe that's starting a business, maybe that's an accident. 
an injury, a death of another person in their life. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's some fluke moment that didn't really have any significance except in hindsight. And again, the whole just beautiful thing about this thing, <laughs> it just keeps coming up for me at least when I'm talking about it, is that this is a tremendous gift to the person. Because they can start to see on the other side of their own boundaries and greater insight into their life, which is what you ultimately want. So what I ultimately want for people is just to, for them to look deeper within themselves and really understand what they need, what they want. Now they can be a better person. Now they can contribute back into humanity in an honest, genuine, beautiful way. Maybe it's a string of moments that, you know, maybe there isn't one thing that changed your life the most. It's good to put that number on it because, again, you get the top of the top. But, you know, maybe then ask, okay, what are some other ones that changed your life the most? You could have a conversation for hours just on that question alone. What keeps you awake at night? Hopefully they're able to sleep well, but... <laughs> Um, but some nights, you know, people think they're, they're restless and they stir. So what's causing that? It's probably some sort of worry. And then, of course, the corollary to that, the next thing to ask after what keeps you awake at night is why? And then maybe why again, and then why again? Keep peeling back the onion and uh, just another whole angle on this thing. What would keep them from dying in peace? And maybe even before you ask them, or after you ask them that, before they say anything, you say, well, what would keep you from dying in peace. Again, short of sort of being a example and role model for how vulnerable it's okay to be with each other. And this is one of those questions where <laughs> the waterworks will probably really fly. Uh, that's okay, that's great. There's nothing quite like 
suffering with a person, especially if it's in a very beautiful and reflective way, <laughs> which almost isn't quite suffering, but it's, it's obviously very uncomfortable at first. This is similar to the regret one, because basically the answer is going to be, well, what would keep me from dying in peace? I wouldn't be able to die in peace if I didn't address these regrets. I didn't resolve them with those people. And within myself. That's the, that's the gist of that. <laughs> Getting more specific to certain people, but still a broad um, section of the population. It's like, if it's possible, do you want to resolve the issues in your family, or the issues you have with your family. For some people, it's just it's going to be a no. It's like they don't think it's possible, and maybe it isn't possible. Maybe those people they're referring to, just on such a different planet mentally. But if it can be resolved, you'll know it, or at least you'll have a good feeling of it. And it doesn't have to be a heavy regret if you know for sure that those, you know, it just can't be done. But it will be a regret if you have a feeling that it might be able to. You have a feeling that you didn't give it your all. If you could only give me one piece of advice for the rest of my life, what would it be? This is really important to say the one piece, like the one, <laughs> put that number on it and the one piece of advice you would give me. Preferably just one sentence, like very brief, very concise, very to the point and very specific. Maybe not necessarily specific, but really from their heart. And it really pulls out what they value most. Because you're, you're basically asking them, like, what is the most valuable thing in life? What is the most valuable thing I could spend my time on? You're trying to pull that out of it's something you should really take to heart <laughs> if you really care about this person, which I'm sure you do if you're doing this in the first place. And then after that one piece, then you can ask, okay, what other pieces of what other kinds of advice would you give me? After you get that one, and then they can expand on things more, and a greater conversation can be had just around that question. And maybe the, the, the first one is just, maybe their answer is family is all that matters, or their answer is let go of the small shit and love people, or it's don't put off what you want to do, or it's don't die with any regrets. Likely it'll probably be something not specific, actually, but it will be something 
fine grain enough, hopefully, to actually, for actions to come to your mind with how you should approach your own life next. And you can also ask them, well, what do you mean by that? And they can give examples of how it applied to their life. The things they did or didn't do in their life. And then maybe they can ask you some questions in terms of what comes to mind when you consider that advice that they gave you. And they can learn more about you. About who you really are. What you really care about. And what you're really going for. Or what you want to go for. Next one is, what do you wish you could have asked your insert person here <laughs> before he or she died? So, like, what do you wish you could have asked your dad before he died, your mom before she died, your brother or your friend before they died? And then whatever it is, ask it right back to them. Um, Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. What strengths or knowledge do you wish you had earlier in life? What do you wish you knew at my age? I feel like a common one would probably be like, I wish I just didn't give a shit what people thought of me. Or that I just knew it didn't matter. <laughs> um Another one could be, you know, I wish I made better financial decisions or I wish I spent more time with so-and-so people. It's very important, especially if you're young. Like I'm, I'm 20, my mom is 59. And, you know, that's almost 40 years, <laughs> 40 years on me. And I would hope there's something there in terms of growth from my age to where she is now. To where she could say, okay, whatever, whatever this is, if you struggle with this, set aside. It's bullshit. Do this instead. That's important for a young person to hear. Role models are so important. It's a real tragedy that... Uh, I feel like many people my age, including myself, don't have a real connection to elders or wise elders. <laughs> the uh, the culture is just so pervaded with, again, idle talk that uh, everyone's missing out. But next one is, what question should I be asking you to live life in the best manner possible. This one could be kind of vague. It's probably worth asking. And just seeing what comes out of it. It could be the most valuable question on here. It could be uh, one of the least. But in any case, what question should I be asking you to live life in the best manner possible? What question should I be asking you to connect with you as much as possible? 
The last one is, is there anything you haven't told me that you would want to before you or I die? And maybe you do that first. Maybe you say all the things you need to say first. And then they go. Again, just to show that it's okay to say everything here. Um, but this is an absolutely crucial one to ask because the whole point of this is that your relationship is deeper and it is at a place of resolution. and ultimate respect for the person. And, you know, you could not see each other for a year. Find out one of you has died and just still know, like, fuck, I love that person. And I really got everything I needed to say. Of course, as a certain amount of time goes by, you know, it's five years, <laughs> you don't talk to this person. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? She did this whole thing. I would have hoped that uh, you had a deeper relationship to where you, you know, you didn't just avoid each other for five years. But a certain amount of time, like, it's going to pass where you're both going to need a reminding <laughs> of this whole thing. And because people change, um, they're not static. So it's something that has to be revisited. And then it's especially important, important just that, you know, if someone is on their way out, that is especially the time to do this kind of thing. What haven't you told each other that you need to? I'm sure something comes to your mind. I can almost guarantee something comes to their mind. People aren't dumb. We're all ignorant about many things. We all aren't aware of even more things, but we aren't totally clueless. We all have something to say. Some sort of partial truth. All right, again, well, that said, I haven't done this yet. So I'm kicking myself, <laughs> sort of putting something out there that uh, I haven't acted on yet, but I will be, and I will be very, very soon. And if I, <laughs> if I admit in a month that I haven't, well then, you know, uh, I don't know, kick me, find me and <laughs> punch me. Cause this is, uh, it just shows that I was weak. That I was scared. But it has to happen. I mean, I've thought about doing this shit with my parents for years at this point. like family trips, thinking I would like talk to my mom, ask these questions, and it's just difficult. Like if it's going to, of course, be very difficult, but so is anything worthwhile. All right, I am signing off and I wish you the absolute best. If you have better questions, additional questions, um, email them to me and I'll throw them on here for other people to see.
uh, you can email admin at memeandmeaning.com. Again, the whole name of this thing is going to be changing soon. Um, but that's just a side note. The point is, do this shit, ask these questions, connect with people. You won't regret uh, that you did. You'll only regret that you didn't. Make it a good day. I'll, uh, I'll play a song that I recently released. It's called Still at Ease. Peace. Falling from Like you're falling on your face And if it seems for someone from out of all it was dead Like two foot from another one Well they spoke all at once And if it means to my heart like you falling from your grace Then could you let your love some It's the taste of that life you can never find So don't do too much You just can't smell the honey Thumb. I said it's a bit too much for some But in time, in time, that'll fade Into what was always there but never acknowledged Since you got it in with all Know you're impossible to appease You're paralyzed but still at ease And now I want to, I want to, I want to feel like the God And after all of each other's loss That once was but still fell from so long ago